Martha. It was lovely to see you this morning. This is Big News Sunday. The slides are around. Big News Sunday. We said we're going to share some big news um, with us all um, today, which I will do um, as we go through um, what I'm going to say this morning. But I'm going to set it in the context of the journey um, that we've been on as a church community here at Riverside Vineyard Church for 32 years. So ever since we, you know, this church was first planted, um, but especially over the last five years. And for me, much of that journey is exemplified by this story, which I'll share with you. It was, it was shared with me a few, years, a few weeks ago, just before Christmas, um, by someone who's a part of this church. And they told me they felt prompted to get in touch with um, a member of their family. Um, and they found they'd called them just before Christmas, and they found out that they'd been going through some significant health issues, but it was clear from the conversation that they were also searching for spiritual things. And this person said, I've been waking up every morning at 3.20 a.m. consistently on the dot. And a friend of mine said I should read the Bible because there's a passage of Scripture in Revelation 3.20 about God knocking on the door of your heart. And so the person agreed and asked if uh, their family member would follow them in a prayer to ask Jesus into their life. He said, yes, I'd like to do that. So over the phone, prayed a prayer of repentance, asking Jesus to come into his heart as Lord and Savior. And apparently he cried as the Holy Spirit touched his life. 320. It's an amazing story, isn't it? It's a stunning story. Over the past five years, people have now shared with me 1,000 stories of leading other people to Jesus for the first time. That is the journey that we have been on. Jesus is on the move. He's releasing life, releasing hope into our communities. Now, as I think about that journey, I remember back to three stories um, that you'll find in Luke chapter 15. If you've got a Bible, you might want to turn to those. Luke chapter 15. We looked at these stories five years ago in a series that we taught through entitled One at a Time. And you might remember that if you were around. There's the graphic. This was before Elliot came on board. And so the graphics then were the best that we could do. And now they're a lot better. But that, that was the series that we ran, One at a Time. And I'm going to just share those stories very briefly with us this morning. Luke chapter 15, verse 3 is the first one. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. You know, when you read the story, the shepherd is a bit crazy because every shepherd in Manuel will tell you, if you've got 99 sheep that are safe, and one, just don't worry about it. Look after the 99 that you've got. If you read the business manual, it says, just write that one off in the account. Look after the 99. But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus loves recklessly, and he goes to find the one. 
goes to find the one. Second story, straight after it, verse 8. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, now the percentages are a little bit different in this story. We've gone from 1% up to 10%. She's lost this coin. It's somewhere in her house. You need to bear in mind that the houses in the near Middle East were probably had earthen floors. And there were no windows, no electric lights. So if you lost something, finding it again, especially if it's a small coin, this is hard work. And I suspect many of us, if we had ten coins in our pocket and we lost one, we'd say, whatever. Just the way it is, isn't it? Just the way it is. But that's not what Jesus has done. He goes after the one because he loves recklessly. Third story. Again, it just continues in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 31. This is probably one of my most favorite Jesus stories. It's the story, I, I actually have this story on some um, artwork in our, in our dining room. We got it from a guy called Charlie McAfee. Who's some of you. This is before he got famous. So I'm hoping this is appreciated in vain. But <laughs> I, I love this picture. Um, it's a story which we often call the prodigal, prodigal son. Probably better entitled the prodigal father because prodigal means extravagantly reckless. And you'll find out that's what the dad is like. I'm just going to paraphrase this son. It'll probably be for this story. It's probably familiar to many. It's the story of a dad who has two boys. And one day the youngest one comes to him and says, Dad, can I have the share of the inheritance now? And basically that's saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. But the dad is really gracious and he gives the son his share of the inheritance. And his son goes off and he just blows it on riotous living. Spends everything. And then he ends up feeding pigs. That is not good for a Jewish boy. That's, that's not where his life should have turned out. He comes to his senses and he decides to return home. And he's thinking, he's got this narrative in his head, you know, surely, my, my, I hope my dad will take me back on as a hired hand, as a servant. Uh, you know, he'll just do that for me. But what we find in the story is that the dad was looking out for him. And I suspect that dad has been doing that every day since his boy left home. And when he sees his boy, he runs to him. And he throws his arms around him. And he hugs him and he kisses him. And he puts the best robe on him. He puts sandals on his feet. puts a ring on his finger. It's a celebration party because his boy has come home. His boy has come home. The question when I every day is, would you or I have done that for somebody that had wished we were dead? The answer is probably not. But God does that because he loves recklessly. Pretty stunning stories, aren't they? Stunning, stunning stories. One at a time. The one matters. It tells us something so important, doesn't it? That Jesus comes to find us when we're lost and he's concerned with the one. Concerned with the one. He doesn't leave the one behind. Now, this is important for this reason. If you're a follower of Jesus, you and I are called to do what Jesus did. So if Jesus goes after the one, guess what we should be doing? 
the last of the bunch. One at a time. Now, in the same way that Jesus loves people recklessly and goes to find those that are lost, that is the call on your life and my life. To look for the one. So what does this mean for us as a church? Well, this region to the kind of west side of London that, that we're based in, and I've just put it up on a map here, we, that, that area has a population of about one million people. Now, of those, 93% do not yet have an active Christian faith or connection with a church community. So that is about 930,000 people. The question is, is how do we reach them? You've heard me say this before. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. How do we change a community? One life at a time. The one. See, people are only hard to reach if the church stays in the building. But if we will scatter into our neighborhoods and workplaces and communities and share our lives and then join in with what Jesus is already doing, lives start to be transformed in stories rewritten. Happens one at a time. So what, again, does this mean for us as a church? Well, again, if you've been around it, our vision as a church, our vision statement is to worship God, love others, and to be Jesus in the world. And at the heart of who God has called us to be is a dream that everyone in our communities would know that God loves them. Embedded in the heart of who we are. And God has given us a vision for this side to the west of London. Now, over the past two to three years, we've spoken a few times about Riverside Vineyard Church becoming a multi-site church. What does that mean? Multi-site church is one church, many places. New sites, new locations of Riverside Vineyard Church in new places whilst remaining one church that Bethan and I would continue to lead and to pastor. And a new site would start with Sunday services just like we're doing here today. It needs a minimum of about 50 people. Um, there'll be live preaching. Not a pulse, not a hologram. There'll be live preaching, live, good quality worship that drew many of us into the vineyard. And high quality children and youth work from day one. And what Bethan and I will do is uh, spread our time between the different sites. One church, many places. Same vision, same values, same culture, just meeting in different locations. You can think of it a bit like Nando's. If you've ever been to Nando's, it doesn't matter whether you go into Kingston or Peddington or where is it? Felton. If you go to Felton, <laughs> you still, it's the same menu, the same feel. They still put that kind of wooden chicken thing on your table so they know whether they've served you yet or not. The same church. One church, many places. So why would we become a multi-site church? I want to share very briefly five reasons with us this morning. The first is because we believe the Lord has spoken to us. Very clearly over the last four years or so. And whenever Jesus speaks to us, the best response we can make is to say yes and to fully commit to what he says. And so that's what we're doing. Second reason is we're doing this for those who are not here yet. The 93. The 93% of people who do not yet have a, a connection personally with Jesus Christ. And we want to more effectively reach the 93. To reach that 93%, many of whom we live near to, 
but who are much less likely to travel 10 or 15 minutes or more to an event or a service here in Southampton. Third reason is greater local impact. Being more local means we can better serve the needs of new communities that we are serving. Fourth reason is we want to do family really well. Simply having more sites allows us to grow whilst maintaining a family feel and welcoming, supporting people. And the fifth reason is because everyone gets to play. This is embedded in the heart of the vineyard. Everyone gets to play. So more sites, more locations means there'll be more opportunities for people to use their God-given gifts and skills to extend God's kingdom. So just a few months ago, back in September, I shared that we were planning to launch a site this coming autumn and that we would say more in January. Well, true to our word, today's the day. Today's the day. I want to share some news with us this morning. I want to ask, please, that you keep this news for yourself. It is the reason we switched off the video screens in the foyer this morning. So anyone out there? Oh, I couldn't hear me anyway. Could you just keep this news to yourself simply for a number of reasons? One, so that you, we don't spoil it for other people that are coming to either the 11.15 service or the 6 p.m. service. And also there are other communications that we are doing over the course of this weekend. And we really want to honor those people and we would love those people to hear it from us rather than a rumor mill. So could you do that for us? A few more nods would be really helpful at this point. <laughs> so I know as we've shared about this over recent months and years, there's probably been, you know, I don't know whether people have been wanting sweet baked in their homes or, you know. No, no, you wouldn't do that. Good, good people. You have. <laughs> okay. Okay, we won't go there. Um, we've probably been speculating where we would launch our next site, um, who would be the site pastors, who would be the, the visible presence of Riverside leadership in that place. You may have been speculating. Well, here we go. We thought we'd make a short video this morning to let you know. So we thought we'd go for a little drive today. Yes, yeah, we're going to pick some people up. Yeah. That's right. Dave and Beth, come and join me, would you? Hello. Hello. I, I need to point out that, you know that little bump in the video? That, that was over at Leisure West, and there are some devilishly bad it wasn't Beth in driving. Now, I know none of you went there, but I just just felt I needed to clarify. And, and the fact that we couldn't get in the car as well, because the yeah, door was locked. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, it worked really well. It was well. really smooth. It was, it was, it was really was smooth. So yeah. smooth. Dave, Beth, th this is exciting, yeah? Yeah, we're, we're so excited for this. Could, tell us a little bit, could you, just about the sense of calling that you feel on your life and wh why you're doing something like this. Yeah, we... Um, well, so, so I heard God calling me to church leadership a few years ago at um, a course to Liverpool conference and felt it really clearly that God told me that to start a church and um, but that we, we'd only do it when it, when Beth was ready okay so, so this was good so then I went home and told Beth and she's like well okay not yet <laughs> and um, so but we, we started planning towards that and so um, 
that was part of the reason why we wanted to, to come here. Riverside, two and a half years ago, we wanted to see a, a larger church, wanted to be part of something in a different location as well. So um, we came here to learn and to, to grow, and, and uh, we've had some big challenges and some good growing points through this, and learned a lot. And then this, this felt like the next step for us, really, along that journey, following God's call into church leadership. And um, when they shared this vision for us, um, with us, this, this model of kind of starting a new site, but still being part of the same team, still being part of the same church, it really resonated with us. Because we, we love Riverside. We love being part of this church with you guys. We love the way we do things and what we stand for. But this means that we get to do it in another place as well. And get to take what we do here and, and do it there too and share it with more people. So, yeah, we're, that's, that's just kind of why it hit us so well. And why stones, Beth, you want to? Well, I'm a Southern girl, so uh, <laughs> um, when sort of Andy and Beth started, started talking with the staff team about, about multi-site um, and sort of potential uh, locations around the area, Dave and I started to think, hmm, where, where might we want to go? And I'm, I'm quite a yeah, homey girl. My parents are in Guildford, so we sort of, yeah, we'd have to be close to them. And, and yeah, we just had a, a passion for, uh, well, I have a passion for sewing and, and this material. We've also seen God do a lot of things in, in Staines recently as well with um, the ministry on the streets, a lot of people coming to faith. And there's, there's a lot of our people who already live in the area as well. So we just feel like God's got his hand on, on that place for us as well. Now, one important question. What does this mean for children's ministry at Riverside Vineyard? Because you guys oversee children's and families ministry. What, what's, what's the plan? Yeah, so the plan is that we will still oversee children's and families ministry across Riverside Vineyard Church for both sides and uh, so it means that we'll be working through our leaders and through our overseers there'll also be um, some time available for us so I'll do site pastoring for part of my week and so we'll be able to backfill that time with somebody who can um, run children's ministry here in Felton as well because of the size ministry we want to serve it really well so we'll be looking for somebody to take on some responsibility for that for several mornings um, but yes, as I say, we'll continue to oversee children and family ministry across Riverside and both sites and families. Wonderful. And in the hope that people would love to pray for you, how could they be praying? What, what, what do you need personally? What would you love Jesus to do for you right now? Um, yeah, just um, wisdom and knowing sort of what's been next. And um, yeah, I think sort of obviously all the practicalities that come with multi-site, you know, we'd love to get a really great venue um, and, and just in everything that we do we want God to be at the centre you know we don't want to lose sight of what he's doing what his plan is um, we know that he's called us to this as a church and as individuals as well um, so we just want God's presence to be so tangible uh, in Staines and in Felton and personally as well and just knowing that he has his hand in all this yeah. and if people want to find out more something coming up in February yeah, February the 15th, we're doing a come and see event uh, over in Staines at Staines Prep School. Uh, it's uh, 10 to 12. If you're interested, if you live in the area, do do come along. If you want to just know a bit more about what it's going to look like, then, uh, yeah, we'd love to chat to you then. There's going to be some pastries and coffee and that kind of thing as well. So uh, sign up. It's going to go live tomorrow so you can sign up for a ticket and things. So, yeah, do, do, do come along. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. So... Riverside Vineyard Stains. Um, we, we need about 50 people to launch, and we're
applying for that for September. Um, and so if you are in Staines, Egan, Englefield Green, Stanwell, Windsor kind of areas, and what we'd love to, what we'd strongly encourage you to do is to consider being part of this new Riverside Vineyard Staines site. One of the, it's just going to be way more convenient um, and will help you to more effectively reach people um, in your area. It's the 93. One at a time, reaching out to that 93%. So, wonderful. Stay there just for a moment, would you? Because launching our site in Staines actually impacts us all. And one of the ways that it impacts us is that Felton also becomes a site of Riverside Vineyard Church. So we will have, come the autumn, two sites. Riverside Vineyard Staines and Riverside Vineyard Felton. And what that means is that this site needs site pastors too. But after we've done one video, we couldn't do another one. So I'm just going to have to tell you. Um, really delighted that Rob and Kathy are going to serve as site pastors for Riverside Vineyard Felton. And they're going to do so with a great team. So there they are. I, I, whenever I see that picture, Rob, it just feels to me like you're trying to emulate Dave Hess. <laughs> you don't know. I'll give some tips if you want to give some tips. So they're going to be serving as site pastors for Riverside Vineyard Felton alongside a great team of service pastors. So guys, would you, would you come, you're going to have to shuffle up. Come and join us. Would you welcome them again, would you? It's all very cozy. Very, very cozy. So, Rob, Kathy, tell us a little bit about your Riverside journey with you and, and what you love about this church. Because some, some here will know you, others less so. Yeah, so we, we've been around this church for a long time now. So we, um, we were newly engaged about 14 plus years ago. Uh, we found jobs quite close to this area and we wanted to find a place that, that we could call home. And we turned up one Sunday morning um, and the preacher there was just talking about, um, about Riverside being their home. And, and I remember Kathy started crying a little bit. I had a little bit of dust in my eyes. <laughs> um, it hay fever season. Right? It was hay fever yeah. season. And, and yeah, it was raining on my face. And, and, and so, <laughs> yeah. so, so we, and, and it just like, it just felt immediately like we had found home. We, 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 we uh, went along to our first uh, small group just couple of days after that and we knew that we had found home and I think we just love being part of this church that was that was what some of the basis for our family life and everything was centered around being part of a church that we could call home and we just we just love it here we really love it here we love what God has done and we love what he's going to do and it's such a privilege to be part of it wonderful and maybe Kathy Joe what, what's exciting you about this next season so we've been journeying with you the last few years um, as we've been exploring Motorside. And for me, it's just felt like God's gone ahead, preparing the way and bringing the right people and the team at the right time. So I'm just excited to say yes to what God's doing um, as a church. And, and that's why we serve kind of in separate ministries. So God is doing work in Kimberley's work with the church and works in the staff and other ministries together. Um, and I, I work outside the church. I'm going to keep my job. And similar question, you know, how can we be praying for you? You know, what, what would you love Jesus to do with you?
speaking to you. Because again, I hope, can we do this church? Be praying for these guys. Well, what could we be praying for you? I think their wisdom would be really great as we um, quickly find different responsibilities and maybe family as well. We get two boys and we'd love to pray for them that they adjust well to all of this transition. They have to be here quite a lot already. So, um, so yeah, just, just kind of grace and patience for them as well. But actually, we want them to grow up loving church and loving Jesus and um, do the first step after him. And, you know, and just being part of it. And we're also just really excited about working with these guys closely as well. We're just, yeah, and, and an incredible team. And you're shining well because you fit well on the sofa. We do fit well on the sofa. It's good, especially one of those legs anyway. Um, <laughs> and I think just, just to add to that as well, we're really excited about working with the team that we've got around as well. And that's going to be really important, the team for Dave and Beth as well. But we're so excited about working with these guys and working closely together. It's just going to be great that we would work well together um, and we would do that really well. Wonderful. So you'd have seen that on some of the slides that we put up, that, that Dave and Beth are in the process right now of recruiting a kind of a core team of overseers to oversee things like worship, Kids and youth, compassion, welcome, and just the operational side of the new Riverside Vineyard Stain site. Um, and then Rob and Kathy working with these with these wonderful group of people, some of whom are here. I'm just looking around. Alarine was here. Where's Alarine? I, I couldn't see you. <laughs> there you are. Alarine and Michael and Sophie at the 9.30 service, and then Paddington and Julie and Rubens and Tenya at the 11.15 service, and then the 6 p.m. service as well. So... Wonderful. This is exciting times for us as a church. Um, for many of us, you know, so myself and Bethan have now been around this church for 28 years. We, we've been, you know, this church has had the incredible honor of, of planting out 14 other churches. And so we, we've lived through a bunch of that, of, of relationships changing. But we're sat here thinking, you know, well, why, why would we as a church do that? Why would we launch a site now? It's the 93. That's why we're doing it. We, we, we want to more effectively connect with people that are right now not connecting with church and they're not connecting in faith with Jesus Christ. And so I think one of my biggest prayers for these guys would be that the sites that they lead and give kind of oversight to would just be immensely effective at reaching people with the good news of Jesus immensely effective, because that, that's why we do this, isn't it? You know, most of us are here today because somebody, several years ago, prayed and invested and gave time and energy to create space for us, even though we were not here yet. And we can do that exact same thing for some other people. We can pray, we can invest, we can serve for some people who are not here yet. So that empty seat that might be sat next to you right now, it's right near you or you can see, one of the best prayers for you to pray every Sunday morning is, Lord, fill this with somebody who doesn't know you yet. That is a really good prayer. Would you do that every, every week? Come on, pray for the chair next to you that's empty. Lord, fill this with somebody who doesn't know you yet. Now, I'm going to say a few more. You can either stay sat here. It might be a bit awkward, I don't know, but no heckling. What are you going to do? I'm just going to share a couple of thoughts with you. Oh, as we land. So, you know, we, we passionately believe there is an exciting future for us as a church here. One church, many places, nobody is leaving. 
one of the biggest blessings of multi-site is that Dave and Beth are staying fully involved, in fact, more involved. We don't lose them. We don't lose that the gifts that God has given to them, particularly in the areas of children and, and youth and family ministry, but also in worship and, you know, all the stuff that they do. We don't lose Robin Cass. We don't lose this. We stay one church, many places. For more detail, we have set up a webpage. It is going live tomorrow morning because it has a lot of confidential information on it. But if you go to riversidevineyard.com forward slash multi-site, you'll find a lot more detail up there. We say please keep this news to yourself um, until at least tomorrow morning, uh, simply because we want to communicate well and honor people um, over uh, the course of today. Um, This will involve some change. Change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. Not always comfortable. Why would we do it? Why would we do it? Let me share this, this quote from you. This is from a guy called Brother Andrew. Some of you will have heard about him. Just recklessly gave himself to serve the people of China. He said this, God, I pray that you would help us to crawl on our bare hands and knees across a field of broken glass if on the other side of that field there is a single soul that might be saved for you. That's why we do it. We embrace change and we embrace discomfort for the sake of those people who do not know Jesus yet. So what can we be doing now? Let me just share five things that I, that I believe that we can all be doing right now, and I'd encourage you to do these things. The first is to pray. And when you pray, pray some more. And then pray a bit more. Pray. Second thing, we can give. Ministry has a cost. So if you're a part of this church and not yet regularly giving, would you do so? Be a part of this, invest with this. There are always details at the sides of the auditorium. Maybe you've not reviewed your giving recently, but you've had a pay, pay rise. So would you review where you're at? And we'll talk more about more specifically about the cost of launching new sites in a few months' time. But we can all give. We can invest for the sake of those people who don't know Jesus yet. Third thing is we can serve. One of the things that we know going into multi-site is that we will need more people on team and leading at both sites. Right now, there are over 470 adult members of this church who are not yet on a team. And so, if you are one of the 470, could you make a decision today to serve on a team and to do family really well? And the best next step for you is either to talk to somebody who's serving already or to go over to the information point, and we would love to help you to do that. Fourth thing is expect. Expect that in this next season of our journey together, that Jesus is going to do some amazing things. Because he's going to. He's waiting for us to show up. And when we show up, we will see him do amazing things. So expect that. And fifth thing, really important, remember that this is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about making him known. It's all for his glory. It is all for his kingdom. It is all for connecting people in relationship with Him because it's all about Him. Our lives start and end with Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. That means He writes the first sentence in our story and puts the last full stop at the end. 
He's the author and the perfecter, the beginning and the end. Everything starts, continues, and ends with Jesus. Let's remember that, can we? When we embrace the things changing around us, that it is all about Jesus. God, I pray that you would help us to crawl on our hands and knees across a field of broken glass if on the other side of that field there is a single soul that might be saved for you. I'm up for that.